This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. Hi everyone, I'm Jane Tara and I'm chatting to authors and experts about their self-help, wellness and personal development books. If you're looking for ways to be happy, be well and be inspired, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Better Reading B. Kate Christie is a best-selling author, time management expert, global speaker and sought-after media commentator. After turning 50 and losing her former life partner to cancer, Kate faced her own midlife realisation that life really is too short and that she needed to do something about it. Kate's fifth book, The Life List, Master Every Moment and Live an Audacious Life, is about realising we must design our perfect lives today because later might be too late. She's here to talk about this marvellous call to action. Kate Christie, welcome to Better Reading B. So lovely to be with you. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, look, I just love this book so much. It really is a celebration of life a celebration of our, you know, potential for happiness and, and, you know, if we really grab hold of life and a real celebration of getting older. Yeah, very much so. It's wonderful. Tell the listeners what the book is about, the elevator pitch. Sure. So the the life list is one of those those times you sort of say, well, you know, everyone can read it, but really it's for women, um, midlife, who are, at the stage of our lives where we may be downsizing, we may be empty nesting, we're making different choices, we suddenly have a little bit more time and freedom and a bit of money. And it's about designing the next magnificent chapter of our lives. It's about saying, hey, you know what? Um, it's my turn. It's my turn now. I've spent years and years nurturing everyone else around me, constantly giving uh, and giving to my career or my, you know, my professional life or my business. And it's just a little sit back, take a really deep breath and think, hang on, it's my turn. Mm. It is a particular period in your life as well. Like I've recently become, well, I was an empty nester actually mm-hmm. for a few months. So I went through that, but then my younger son is living with me full time again at the moment, but return to the nest. Yeah, return to the nest. But uh, my oldest son moved to Vancouver, and he filled a lot of space because he was a, a musician, and there was always music and constant musicians coming through my house, and a very colourful cast of characters. And um, when he went, and my younger son was living at his dad's at that point, I'm in my mid fifties. Suddenly, you blink, and you're there. Mm. And it is a time of really, it can be grief, deep grief, but you also have all this potential of what exactly. do you want to do with your time? You know, how do you want to live? That It's your time now. That's so this it. is what I love so much about this book. Um, you started it with the story about how the inspiration for creating the list came from a ski trip and you refer to it a few times in the book, but it propelled you on this course, this, um, you skied for the first time ever, and it started you thinking about grabbing hold of 
moments and the word moments. So mm. talk to me about that. Yeah, look, the word moment, it's an amazing word. And I'm, I'm a time management specialist and coach. I live time. Um, I'm constantly saying, guys, just give me a moment. You know, often to my kids, give me a moment. And I started thinking very deeply about this word and I wanted to know exactly what it meant. So I looked it up and I was amazed that it has three different meanings. It's a hominin. And the first meaning is it's actually a unit of time. And a moment is 90 seconds. So just yeah, see, as a, I never knew that until I read your book and I love that information so much. Me yeah. too. Yeah. It's honestly, I'm heading off to Bali soon. I'm telling my kids I'm con- I'm actually thinking about getting the word moment tattooed on my body, but uh, <laughs> I, I, maybe I won't. Um, so it's, it's 90 seconds. So when you ask, or say to someone, give me a moment, you're actually asking for 90 seconds of time. The, the second definition is that it's a um, it's an expression of physics. When a, a door rotates on a hinge or anything rotates on a hinge, that rotation on the hinge is called a moment. And then the third definition is it's a unit of energy. Mm. So when there's an earthquake, scientists measure the power of the earthquake by the momentum magnitude scale. And I just was thinking about this word so deeply in terms of where I was at my life, in terms of where I was in terms of goal setting. And I I just suddenly thought, you know, I don't need to focus on the the huge audacious goals. I don't need to climb the mountain, think how am I going to climb the bloody mountain? If I just take 90 seconds of time to open a new door every single day, Mm. I can create earth shaking energy in my life. And I, I then, it was a real epiphany for me where I thought all my life I've been a goal setter and a goal chaser, but I think I have, I personally feel I was doing it wrong because I was setting one huge goal, chasing it down. And then I'd set another huge goal and chase it down. And all of a sudden I started, you know, with the word moment, I started thinking, I'm going to think in smaller bite-sized pieces. I, I'm going to chase down what I can do in 90 seconds to open a new door to create earth shaking energy. And that was sort of the the philosophy I guess I took to that skiing trip because my daughter was um, in France on a student exchange. She was hating it. I decided I was going to fly over two weeks early to kind of rescue her from the crazy family. And I said to her, and she was having one particularly bad night, and I I was going to just rock up and knock on the door, but on this night I said, look, honey, I'm coming, I'm coming to rescue you in three yeah. weeks' time, I'll, <laughs> I'll be there and I'll meet you and, and we'll go to Paris and we'll have an apartment, we'll eat bread and we'll go shopping and we'll go to Tiffany, I'll be Audrey Hepburn and you can carry my bags. And, <laughs> and you know, I had this huge fantasy in my head and she said, oh, mum, can we go skiing, please? And I'm just like, what? You know, I'm, I was turning 50. I've never skied in my life. I don't like being cold. I don't like being wet. I didn't want snow in my undies. What was this going to cost me? I don't have ski gear. Like it was an absolute anathema. Yeah. It was, there was nothing in it that excited me in yes. any way, shape or form. And that was when I kind of embraced the power of moments. And I mm. sort of stopped thinking about the mountain. Don't think about the snow. Don't think about being cold. 90 seconds of time, just bite this off in 90 second pieces. And I did it and I followed this process and I'm a very process driven kind of girl. I followed this process and I got myself on top of that mountain and we, we had a blast and look, I do talk about it and I use that as a framework to explain 
Mm. how to create a life list, how to design your own life list and how to live your life list. Mm. Um, but it all, is all based around that concept of, of the word moment. And it's a beautiful word. It is a beautiful word, um, worth a tattoo maybe, but yeah, it's, it's a beautiful word. And it is also one that, you know, given those multiple layers and meanings, like just to sit and reflect on it, mm. you know, and also just to be in the present moment, which is a lot of um, what yeah. your life list leads you to do. Because although there's a lot of planning and um, projecting ahead to what you want to do in your life, it actually leads to you having really great now moments. Very much so, yeah. Which is and what it's all about. It, it is. It's it's about very much living in the present. Um, I have three types of goals that I talk about in the book. There's the go big goal, so the climb the mountain kind of goals. There's yeah. the go small goals, which are more regular sort of monthly activities just to nourish your soul. And mm. then there's the, the go now goals, which are those acts of spontaneity. And they, they've been the hardest for me for sure because as a time management specialist, like I literally plan my life to within an inch of its life. <laughs> and so being in that position where I start acting a little bit spontaneously and someone suggests something, um, you know, it is. It's about being present. It's about living in the moment. And the, the, the other thing about the word moment is when you add all those little moments together, you get momentum. Yes, yeah. And once you've got momentum, nothing's stopping you, lady, nothing. No, no. And you can look back and go, wow, what a year I've had. Look at all these yeah. things that I've done and achieved and, you know, and how different my life is to a year ago, definitely. So, yeah, very much um, so. So you, uh, you're open in the book about the period of time where you lost your husband, Dan, and you lost him twice, really, first to separation and then when he passed away. So this period really influenced the life list as well. And I, I like how you've come out, well, you haven't come out the other end of it, but you've emerged from this with, it's a very different to a bucket list mm. because some people might've been propelled to go, oh, you know, life is short and we've got to have a bucket list, but this yeah. isn't a bucket list. You, you're very clear that this is not a bucket list. This is a life list. Tell me yeah. what is the difference? Yeah. So look, it, it is the exact opposite. The, a bucket list is a list of things you want to do before you die. And I don't want to wait that long. Yeah. Um, I, I want to do it now. Uh, the other thing about a bucket list is often it seems to be very tied up in adventure and travel. Mm. And there's much more to my life than that. And I think there's much more to all of our lives than that. You know, we don't have a bottomless pit of resources that we can tap into to go skiing every year or whatever the case may be. And my life is much more well-rounded than just travel and adventure. So, and, and you're right, you know, the life list very much was arose out of losing Dan. You know, we, COVID hit in, in March 2020 and we sort of went into lockdown, this period of incredible uncertainty in all of our lives. And in April 2020, Dan was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And within 11 months of that diagnosis, he had died. Mm -hmm. And it was incredibly brutal. Um, I had three young, I call them young adult children, but mm. you know, my youngest was 17 when her dad passed away. And, you know, they're still your babies. Oh, and I, I guess they'll always be your yeah. babies. And watching them go through that process of seeing their father deteriorate, uh, but also 
there was never any real certainty with the prognosis and or it was either that or Dan was just phenomenally positive and he always felt that he was going to be able to beat it. And I think that the kids were really highly influenced by his mindset so that when it got to the point that he obviously was going to die, it was just so shocking for them. And watching your children watch someone they love die is mm. the most catastrophic process because I couldn't make it better. There was nothing that I could do that was going to make it better. And as a mother or as a father, as a parent, we're programmed to make things better for our kids and there was just not going to be a happy ending. And coming out of that experience, and it's only been two years since we lost him, so it's obviously still very fresh and there's a lot of triggers. Mm. On any given day, you know, the kids, one of the kids will come home upset because they're at the corner of their eye, they've seen someone at the supermarket for that split second, their brain says there's dad, you know, that it happens every day. And, um, shortly after, probably a couple of months after he died, I, I just really sat down and reflected on this concept of, you know, life's too short. And it's, it's an expression that I use all the time. And, but I always had used it previously to justify why I was going to eat a donut or, yeah. <laughs> you know, not, not, not go for a jog, you know, have the extra glass of wine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where all of a sudden it just had this manifestly more profound meaning to me. And, and I'm not the only person on earth who's ever had an experience. You know, we've all got a backstory. I think but that's was, why this book would re- will resonate, particularly with women our age, because everyone mm. has a backstory. Everyone has pain and has experienced yeah. loss and understands the fragility of life. Yeah, that's it. And and I, I guess it took that experience for me to actually sit down and say, I, I don't want to live the way I'm living anymore. I really want to change this up. Life is too short. Um, I don't want to put things off till later. Dan put a lot off till later. He worked very hard. He was very successful professionally. Uh, He did put, after we separated, he did put a lot of the kids stuff off until later. And all of a sudden later was too late. And he was phenomenally regretful of that. Mm. And we talked about that. And after he died and we sat down with the executors and so they could explain everything to the kids and and they said that Dan had left me a sum of money to take the kids on a holiday and it was to be a celebration of Dan. You know, it was so, mm-hmm. so him, you know, I'm gone, but he, you can have a holiday, but it's got to be all about me. <laughs> and which, which was lovely because that was his style and the kids and I laughed because it was him, you know, and, but he, he made it really clear that the holiday was to represent everything that he hadn't done with the kids. Mm. And oh. He he said, I want you to go and have my holiday for me. And it broke my heart. Yeah. Later, it's too late. It could be too late, you know, and, and I don't want to put things off till later. Mm. So the book is very much about what do I want to do while I'm still young enough to live it and love it and enjoy it? Who am I going to do it with? Mm. Some of the stuff I'll do with the kids, but a lot of it I'll do on my own. Uh, and, and I want every other woman who reads the book to have that same experience. It's mm. about a mix of selfishness with a bit of selflessness. There's family, you know, whatever your life list is, you've got to live it today. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And 
Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I like that you say whoever you're going to have it with because uh, one of the chapters is actually about finding your cheer squad. And, you know, I know this personally, when you change your life, when you make the decision to change your life and start to broaden your experiences, you know, some of your community well, they don't come with you or mm. they don't they don't want to. They're comfortable where they are. Change is difficult for um, a lot of people. And so, you know, when you're doing something like a life list, quite often you'll find a community that, you know, it's not made up of the people you currently know. And that's a really good thing because you're going to be broadening your, your world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think there's a broadening aspect there, but there's also a freeing aspect because mm. part of it might be that as you sit down and contemplate your life list, you know, if you have people around you who aren't encouraging you to do this, you know, maybe, and I talk about this in the book, that sometimes, you know, there's people or friendships you may decide you're going to let go of. Mm. Um, it's a, a process of deep reflection, really. How do I feel about the life I'm living? What do I want to change and what do I want it to look like? And I think as women in our midlife, we are so perfectly poised to be having this discussion. Mm. Um, you know, people talk about midlife crisis. And I think that's just a load of crap. You know, it's a midlife catalyst. You know, we yes. have the opportunity to completely transform and it's so exciting. You know, anything's up for grabs. And I'm really mindful of the fact that we don't, have bottomless pits of resources to do this. So the book talks about living that life you want to live that and and doing having things on your life list that just don't involve money, but they yes. might involve behaviors or mindset or your health and well-being and making sure that you go walking or do your yoga or whatever that is that makes you happy, that you surround yourself with people who make you happy, that you have experiences as opposed to acquiring possessions. Yes. You know, we don't all have to be billionaires in order to do this beautiful life, this, this stuff. Yeah, I look, I love um, that you actually in section four, you share your life list. It's quite a large section. It's A to Z. And, you know, what you're talking about here is a lot of things on your life list. There's some really wonderful, great, big things on this life mm-hmm. list. But there's also V, valuing what I most value. You know, and that's that's really about reflection. That's about mm. considering what you value and spending time you know, with the people or the things that you value. Um, Unplug. I love unplug. So, you know, that's a great one for anyone. You do have tattoo under T here, I see. (laughs) So, you know, that. (laughs) Uh, Stretch. 
stretch is a, a fantastic one, and particularly as you're getting older, you know. So, oh, so there are some really, there are big things here. There are some wild, wonderful things here. But there are also just daily Every habits, day things yeah. to consider that really together make a beautiful life. Yeah, it just makes up the life that you want to live. And living in the present and living with things you enjoy. Simplification is another big thing. I'm decluttering like mad at the moment and it becomes addictive. I love it. I love Um, decluttering. I'm a big declutterer. Yeah, I decluttered again last weekend and a girlfriend of mine went, what? What did you declutter? Like you've got nothing to get rid of, you know. I'm like, (laughs) always always another layer, (laughs) always another layer. Yeah. So I love that going back to you talking about that, you know, some people don't have the resources for extensive you know, a whole extensive list of new things or experiences. But I love that under F in your life list, you actually have finances, you know, and that, you know, women our age should be considering, they, we should be financially, you know, literate. We know, have to Absolutely. know where we are in life. Yeah. And if we don't and a lot of us have got to a certain point and divorced or whatever and gone oh my god like what the hell (laughs) what the hell Hmm. but actually taking control of that is quite an adventure in itself it's very empowering maybe overwhelming at first but very empowering once you've done it I love that that's on your list Hmm. yeah look when when I separated from Dan a couple of years before he died um, I had no idea about our finances and it was chosen. You know, I, uh, that was ignorance by choice because mm. it was easier for me for him to manage it. And then we all perform roles in relationships and that was a role. And he tried many, many times to educate me and I was not interested. And it wasn't until that we then separated that I had this hugely sharp learning curve and there was phenomenal overwhelm and also incredible disappointment in myself and I felt stupid I felt ignorant um, but I was also disappointed that I had chosen that course and I had a dialogue you know I had a dialogue I'm not good at maths I'm not good with numbers Mm -hmm. I'm not good and I, I bought into my my own rhetoric and then you know, I let my guard down. I was vulnerable. I think I burst into tears in front of the woman at Westpac. Yeah, um, you say that in the book. Yeah, I can relate. I can oh relate God, to that. It was, it was mortifying. Um, she's now one of my closest friends because she just literally took me under her wing and she taught me everything. I didn't even know how to open a bank account. Um, right through to me then working very closely with my accountant, understanding my numbers with my business. I can read a P&L. And it's still a learning curve. I don't love it, but at least I now own it and I know it. And as women, it's so incredibly important um, because often we do take a less dominant role in understanding our finances and we just can't afford to. So I'm bringing up my daughter to know how to budget just as in the same way as my son's seem to have more interest in it. Um, I have to push her harder. I don't know whether she's inherited it from me or what it is, but I'm making sure that she gets it now. And it's on my life list because it's a constant reminder to me just to not be 
lazy or to not take the easy road in understanding my finances. Yeah, it well, it's also empowering. I think it is, it part is very. Of, it's part of being an empowered woman yep. of any age, but particularly ours, if we have made that mistake of just kind of, oh, well, you know, that's not my area. I used to say numbers. I'm good with numerology, but not with numbers. It turns out that's <laughs> actually, that is not correct. I'm actually very, very good with my finances, but yeah. it took me being alone with them and going, oh my God, (laughs) what do I do here? To discovering that I'm actually good with them. So, you know, I love that that's on your life list. I'm going to add it to my life list and I am going to do a life list um, and then we'll have to touch base and I'll, I'll let you know what's on mine. But what would you advise anyone who's listening to this podcast just in way of like starting their own mm. list. I mean, apart from going out and buying the book, and I think everyone should buy it and actually grab two copies and give one to a girlfriend, and then you can do it together, which I think is great. But I've had a, um, a yeah. lot of readers have done that and it's yeah. lovely because they they work off each other and they become each other's cheer squad. It's a beautiful way to do it. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a great little group thing if you've got girlfriends who are who are aligned with you on these mm sorts of things, adventures. So, um, but what would you advise readers? I think that it's, the mindset's really important. I think that going into this, knowing that it's time, it's okay to be a little bit less selfless. Uh, A lot of women, I feel um, the heckles raise a little bit with the thought of being labelled selfish or being thought of as selfish for taking some time out to work out what's most important to them and spending some, some time on themselves. So I think mindset's so critical. Um, give yourself permission just to enjoy the process. Sit down, read the book, and then pick up a pen and start writing from your heart what's most important to you. From the little things like I'm not going to vacuum and I'm not going to sweat it if I buy take away two nights in a row and I'm going to tell my kids I love them every single day even when they're shitting me and I'm going to swear and I'm going to eat lollies through to the I want to plant a million trees I want to um, walk 10,000 steps a day I want to climb mountains I want to get my finances in order sit down and just work out what's most important to you Uh, if you're in a relationship do it as a couple Uh, if you want to do it do a family list you know Mm. you can have separate lists you have your own life list, a couple life list, a family life life list, your best friend's life list. There's so many iterations of this. Uh, but most importantly, it's taking time out just to reflect and sit and think to yourself, life is really short. It's too short. What is it that I want to do that I would regret putting off till later? The life list. Then actually everything that you just described there, it just sounds like a beautiful life. The book is The Life List, Master Every Moment and Live an Audacious Life. Kate Christie, I love talking to you. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. (laughs) Thank you. It was my absolute pleasure. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.